0: Well hi, hello there again, uh, welcome back to Arrakis, you know I hope uh, I hope you've been enjoying your stay on the Dune world, because that's where we are baby,
1: Planet back of in the, the Dune. Dune
0: world. Uh, this is Dune Dudes, uh, a podcast for two dudes... Just talk about Dune.
1: I think it's it's the number one podcast about Dune by dudes.
0: Yes. And I feel confident in saying that. I didn't say it, but if I did, I'd be really confident about it. Hearing it made me feel
1: really confident. So Yeah, saying it felt really good. Yeah. I was... Awesome. Uh, it, it's like, it's... Even if it wasn't true before I said it, I felt like I spoke it into existence.
0: Absolutely. I, I mean spoke
1: it into reality.
0: It's such a specific, you know, like subset of podcasts. Cause it, sure, there's gonna be other Dune podcasts. Maybe even other dude podcasts, but who whomst amongst of those numbers have slapped them together? You know, yeah, I mean to create this this beautiful entity that we have here
1: i mean as far as i'm concerned none of those no one no yeah. one no one none of those people and even if there was someone
0: else. even if there was someone i just spoke them out of existence that's no the one. power There's of words. No
1: one else that's the power of yeah. words as we've been but been we, reading we, this, book... we have the voice. Yeah, as we've been reading this book, it's like I've i really kind of realized just how powerful words are.
0: Yeah. Do you do you mean that because of the the writing of the book or the way that that plays a role in the story?
1: Both damn
0: yeah now that's a dude answer right there yeah
1: it's it's a double whammy as they say
0: they they do say that
1: okay so yeah. so we have to we, we have to sing the theme song yeah
0: and um i do mean you episode, th- do you want to start do you want to do the episode. baritone this time yeah yeah okay you know, we're, right. we're switching it up yeah yeah all right <clears throat> Doom dudes, We'll get doon doom dudes, Doon dudes, doom doon 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 doom doom dudes, doom doom doom
1: doom doon doom doom doon doom doon 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 so that was our so best, it is hard best outing yet
0: it is hard right
1: it is yeah i mean it helps like knowing what to sing though <laughs> <laughs> I, i've
0: watched two and a half men i mean i remember the the opening they're wearing suits
1: i forgot that there's a um,
0: red curtain
1: I forgot that you are actually a bigger two and a half men fan than I am, or I'll ever be. Or most people are actually.
0: Mm. <laughs> no, I don't I I don't think that's true. I only recognize one Tiger King and it ain't Charlie Sheen.
1: Wow. So. No tiger blood for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested in talking about two and a half men. That's not
1: Or a Tiger King.
0: No, that's right. Neither of them deserve recognition here.
1: We're gonna we we're talk two and a half men. How about eleven through Wait a second. fifteen? Wait a second. <laughs> okay, two and a half yeah. men. More like two and a half Fremen.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's it's funny.
1: Tiger King. There's a bit
0: of a double whammy there. Tiger
1: King, more like Sandworm King.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not even fit to be Tiger Duke, huh?
1: No. 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 That's uh, a
0: little bit of uh, Dune humor for you. And let me tell you, their jokes are dry. hmm <laughs> Just, <laughs> right, just
1: like the planet.
0: Yeah, there we go. All right, Connor. Um, we we read chapters eleven through fifteen.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Over the course of last over the course of last week. Um, and I I keep thinking that every chapter I read is going to be the chapter where the Duke dies, and he's still hanging on. I mean, we are uh, nearly, or I mean, just about a quarter of the way through this book, it seems to me, from my bookmark. Yeah. And, uh, And he's still alive and i thought he was going to die really early on i mean obviously relatively within the scope of the whole book there's plenty of time for it to be early but i mean i'm at just over page 200 now and i didn't think he was going to be uh making it this far i thought he was going to be more of like a plot device yeah character
1: i mean like while he's he's still alive um we still we still haven't really got I mean like the only like the last three or four chapters we have we had like much time with him you know um but like especially in the last five chapters like and the last chapter in particular you're like on the edge of your seat thinking that oh this is gonna be when it happens this is how he's gonna die yeah, this is, um, yeah. but but yeah we're we're yet to find that out we've we've just kind of been like built i mean suspense is building up because everybody knows it everyone knows he's gonna die and we do too
0: yeah right it's uh it's like stretching a a rubber band for as far as it can possibly go and i I keep thinking that it's gonna snap Mm -hmm. and it hasn't yet and that makes me feel you know more anxious
1: yeah and more tense
0: um which has been I mean, I'm sure the feeling that they want to communicate, um, but it's, yeah, it's been a real page-turner. All right, so uh, it feels like this last section was kind of less about figuring things out or, like, learning new truths or, you know, it's feels even more um just about like fleshing out the characters and right particularly the duke gets um a lot of time here to really show how his leadership is weighing on him and the mask that he needs to wear um And really, you know the the different sides that all the characters kind of have to portray in some way or the other, um, because their duty demands it, rather than uh, you know being able to express how they feel.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the Duke. I was gonna say that's especially true, you know, for for the Duke, and then also for um, Hawat. Is that? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, Paul will, will kind of point out how how uh, he can tell that they're stressed, or how that how they're kind of maybe withholding information, or um, you know, just just by body language, he can tell. That's one of his his skills, and so um, we're also privy to the fact that uh, the Duke is very on edge, and Hawa is not fully confident. And, uh, they're, they're trying to put on, put on a face to, um, you know, rally the troops really after, after the assassination attempt.
0: Right. And I think, um, I forget what they call it. And I don't know if I'm off on this reading, but it it sounds to me like caught is like drinking wine yeah, kind of wine his, or something like yep. Paul mentions.
1: It's like his teeth are his stained.
0: Teeth and lips are stained. Yeah, right.
1: So maybe he. It makes me
0: think of like a, a red wine or something, but they don't really call it that. I forget what what they call it. Um, it has a spacey name. I think some kind of sci-fi.
1: Yeah, it's Dune wine. Know. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Um, but yeah, no. I mean, things are are ramping up. I you know what sucks or like I, I keep feeling, I guess, is that um especially with the um the chapter where they have like the staff meeting, the council meeting, um and you know, the Duke and how it get to kind of like field all these questions and you know, talk about, like, organizing things and, like, yeah, it's obvious they're stressed out and Paul mentions, like, oh, that meeting ended really shitty, like, they're disagreeing and, but it also feels like, despite all the, like, understandable stress that they're under, um, they're they're very knowledgeable about, you know, the threats against them and are, approaching them very cautiously and sensibly. And it kind of like keeps feeling to me that, Oh, well, like maybe they'll out with them, you know, or, you know, maybe, maybe something will happen. You know, maybe the Duke really is that smart. Um, And so I, I guess I I find it interesting because I keep getting this impression that like the character's, you know, do know what they're doing, and it's not some dumb, you know, horror movie where you're yelling at someone to not split off from the group. Like, everyone's really taking this as seriously as possible, and according to the book, it's still fated to end, uh, you know, horrifically.
1: Yeah, that's, and it that's kinda true. Stuck, man. Yeah. Um, it's... It's clear that they're that they're like very very competent as kind of a team and they kind of do know what to look out for and what to anticipate and um and you know they're they're doing everything they can to prepare for what may or may not happen, but they don't know if if the if if uh the Harkonnens, like know that they know you know so it's like it's it's it all depends on who who has the um the better footing you know
0: yeah i've i like all the political intrigue and it i know i mentioned this i think maybe the first time we were talking but as i keep going I, i i keep feeling these parallels between um this and like the first game of thrones book yeah um where uh you know all the characters seem to have some sort of bit of knowledge that the other one lacks or you know right they they don't know if they know and um you know just that all of this like plotting and cunning and you know like medieval feudal imperial relationships is all taking place in this, like through this sci-fi filter. Uh, I i mean, it's still super engaging. I, I feel even more hooked after uh, reading these last five chapters, especially because I keep waiting for this guy to die again. But. Yeah, I
1: know. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what kind of pulls you in. I mean, especially after this, this last chapter, like I was saying, it's, it's like, I, I, I do kind of want to see where they go from here. Um, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But, uh-huh. uh, but, but, I mean, most of the, the, the preceding five chapters, were, it it is just kind of a, a slower burn. And it is a lot of, like, political game playing and conversations and stuff. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, so it's, it's not nonstop excitement, but it is very interesting. And I think after kind of, um, the, the the you know the, the pace they were at for the first ten chapters yeah it's it's kind of good to slow it down and kind of um have some of these like chapters where they just kind of like discuss things and and kind of fill you in on on some of the more nitty gritty details
0: yeah i agree yeah it's i mean right the first ten were pretty snappy. And obviously there's a lot of information thrown at you really quick, and it feels like we have enough pieces and knowledge now of the world and the characters that, like, right. We kind of get to observe more of just maybe the more intimate moments. Uh, I really liked the first... Chapter that we read in this section uh coming right off the heels of Paul's assassination attempt yep uh the assassination attempt on Paul I don't know if that sounded like he tried to kill someone but we we all know um, and you know we talked about this too, but this is really where the uh the anger of the Duke is becoming more apparent and um it really uh, illustrates really well like the the effort and the control that it takes for him to stuff that down uh because the whole time even when he's talking with gurney and all the soldiers who have arrived uh he constantly has this inner monologue of you know they tried to take the life of my son.
1: Yeah, uh, that that was a very powerful um, recurring thought in that first chapter. Uh, it just, yeah. it's he, he tries to keep himself leveled publicly, but then after every kind of interaction that he has, it's it's just it's back to that kind of blind rage of uh of who the fuck tried to kill my son. And yeah, uh, it, yeah and. Yeah, I, 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 I think these chapters like really showed that he, he definitely like, I, I can imagine him now losing it and or or you know, uh, going scorched earth. In ways, but also it has kind of shown how good he is at controlling his emotions and fears and, um. Pretty much, you know, I. Uh, I think probably the only people who who will like realize he's on edge are his closest allies you know because he's right he's he's that good at kind of maintaining his composure
0: yeah especially in this world of like b'nai geseret training and all that you know where there already is this almost like elite group of people that are trained in the art of, like, reading other people and regulating their own emotions and body. Like, presumably, the Duke doesn't have that training, but he just has, like, the... his own, you know, personal capabilities that that almost seem to take him to that level, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, I I think it's fair to say maybe he has learned some strategies from jessica as well right just being married to her for yeah, or not 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 married to her sorry they're not married but being, right that's right being that, with her for important. such a long time that's
0: important yeah and even that um weighs on him because in the they have that really brief chapter where after how tells the duke that um you know, he suspects Jessica might be the traitor.
1: Yeah. They, which the they, found planned for. they found a scrap of paper. They found a scrap of paper that um indicates that Jessica may be a suspect, and we know that this is all a ruse. Uh the Harkonens yes. have, have planted this um as as kind of a distraction to to the real traitor, Doctor Yue. Um Yeah. And so yeah, that's that's a huge that's a huge issue and a huge uh burden and like a just terrible um thought to to uh the duke is Jessica betraying him. He he doesn't even believe it, it to be possible. Um yeah. and and they even kind of go over the the thought that maybe this is a ruse and that this is just to um to mm-hmm. stir him up and and to destabilize the uh you know their their uh house, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then the duke you know, he keeps trying to be one step ahead too cuz then he's setting up the poison snooper and all this shit, but the whole time he's telling Paul like, you know, Hey, so I'm gonna be doing all this shit that makes it seem like I think your your mother is gonna try and kill me. Yeah, but it's not true, and you know I don't suspect her for a second. But it also seems like I'm probably gonna die. So when that happens, you should tell her that this was just me trying to make someone else screw up. Yeah. You
1: know? Yep. Um, and. That that just made me cringe because I I just I don't want to 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 read him just being a a, a dick to Jessica, and that's gonna happen. Yeah. I know it's gonna happen, and like yeah, I just, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't want him to be an asshole to her because it's gonna it's gonna kill her and uh, it's gonna feel bad. But I guess yeah, it's all part of his plan. But then also knowing her, she might be. One step ahead of him, and and kind of think, (laughs) you know, like realize what he's doing because she has those kind of psychic abilities, and and will be able to kind of maybe, uh, kind of pick up on that without having to be told. So I don't know. It's, I think it's also, it is maybe a little bit over. I think the Duke maybe is a little bit overconfident, thinking that he can trick Jessica. Uh, given, given her being a B'nai Yeah,
0: he, he probably is. And I, I wonder if he's doing it in, in just like an act of futility mm-hmm. and desperation, you know, just like he, he might know that, uh, it is, um, kind of a folly but that he feels like he has to try you know to do something to save his family yeah and um i wouldn't have thought that about him uh last episode i mean these these last five chapters really made me feel like the duke does have genuine compassion and love and uh you know we were pretty early on in the book but even so i i didn't feel confident uh in thinking that he he did have those things i did think maybe he was going to be this distant royal holier than thou kind of figure and um and that's just like the veneer over him that he he needs because of his position and he, and he does care a yep, lot yep to, it's destroying him. So
1: yeah, I know. I mean, he he has to put on that cold exterior to be respected and to to lead. Um, yeah, and only a few know his true self. And uh, we've been told about the the difference between the two sides of, his, of of his personality, but we've really only seen that in the last few chapters. Um, yeah. Uh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be bad. This this uh, whatever happens, or however he dies, or however this this comes to a head between him and and Jessica and um, you know, Doctor Yue. Eventually, it's 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 gonna be emotionally painful. It's gonna it's yeah. it's gonna kill both of them. Both, Je- I mean. Both Jess- Jessica, the Duke, and Paul—really, it's going to yeah. really just throw them into turmoil.
0: Yeah, that's it. It does seem like it's leading up to, uh, and it, which they said as much in their plan. But I, I still am surprised that like all the groundwork that's being laid because it's not just the assassination of the Duke. It's like the deliberate utter destruction of everything that he holds dear. I mean, it's like a sinister vile plan that's unfolding.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah.
0: And even the people who are a part of it, um, you know, also tragically kind of seem to be won over by the Duke. Like obviously Dr. UA um, is really an unwilling participant in this plan you know he's being forced or coerced or blackmailed because of his love for juana yep whatever's up with her but yeah i'm sure we'll talk more about it but the end of chapter five um where dr kinds uh
1: kinds is how i've been pronouncing it yeah
0: yeah yeah me too um no Mapes in this section. Yeah, no, I was
1: disappointed. don't no, got <laughs> Our fave. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, Maps has a ha, has a big role in the next five.
0: Right, we're um, missing some good old Maps. Yeah, but chat. even I miss mopez too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but Doctor Kynes doesn't seem to have any uh, reservations about the plan. He seems like actually pretty excited about being part of a uh, killing the duke, you know. Yeah. He seems kind of stoked about it. Um and yet even even him uh is like, you know, I like this duke.
1: He's fighting so hard to to not give into that feeling to, you know, yeah. to um but but yeah, at, at the very end of the chapter he says, oh, "I I I guess I got to admit, I like this guy." And it- Yeah, it's it's i mean that that whole chapter is 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 full of so much like subtle tension you know and and yeah. just like really um uh, just like c- like casual mind tricks you know where 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 they're where they're all just trying to feel each other out and um i i really enjoyed paul's kind of uh Paul's commentary on the whole process, you know, he has a he's got a cool perspective of 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 why the duke is saying this and why he's testing kinds and vice versa, you know, and and all the, you know. Yeah. And if <clears throat> kinds is telling him, you know, half truths or lies, you know, Paul seems to all all, you know, kind of just pick up on that right away.
0: Yeah. No, it's true and it is cool for his character and then like you know as as a reader obviously paul doesn't like well this sentence was a lie or like it's he kind of has this feeling like you get this character's dialogue and then you're presented with like well something that they're saying here isn't right but you know paul's not magic either He is dust, but I guess in this world, I I don't think so. You know? And so it's just more of like those those wrinkles in the writing. Yeah, exactly. That add that add up on that tension too. Um Yeah. I wanted to mention too, we'll we'll talk about Dr. Kynes and stuff, but I, I was talking about like um characters who are like reluctantly part of the plan and i was surprised to read that um there's that one little excerpt before one of the chapters where one it seems like we kind of find out that this princess irulan or whoever's writing the little bits before every chapter is the daughter of the the emperor yeah but then also that the emperor has a kind of love for the duke
1: yeah and and wishes they were not in uh in battle
0: yeah um which i guess was another i you know it's like i didn't really know it's like i don't know if the emperor is going to be a character or just like this figurehead um but even in that small little paragraph there to find out that you know, even the the very head of this empire kind of laments apparently what they feel like they have to go through. Um,
1: I I heard um, that in the last uh, book in the series, the emperor comes back from the dead uh, with no <laughs> preconceived, like with yeah. no warning or uh, foreshadowing, right. <laughs> and and then um, it's. It is actually revealed that uh, that Paul's great great granddaughter is yeah the great 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 granddaughter of of the emperor.
0: Wow! Somehow the Pontifex Emperor has returned. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's just that's just what yeah. I've heard. I'm not sure if there's any legitimacy to that, but. Mm-hmm. The rise of Dune Walker. Well,
0: I guess we'll see. We'll have to read it. I think we're like s- seven books away from that, or something. Yeah, we'll get Not there close. eventually. So, um,
1: but yeah. then, then uh, the, the their relationship with the Fremen kind of does evolve, right? And they kind of learn more about their culture and kind of uh, do more to to gain their, their good graces, you know, they, by, yeah. by giving them one of their men. And yeah. That, the, that's interesting.
0: It is. That's a good point. We should talk about the Fremen. Thank you. Guest. Oh, a you're a really you're, great you're guest. You're quite this, welcome. Uh, I'm
1: honored to be here. Once again, I'm honored to be the, the guest on this podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're, you're my continual guest. Um, means a lot to me that you keep coming back. So thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, yeah, we, I'm not sure where to start. I mean, I guess in the staff meeting, um, we have this Fremen leader, uh, show up right when they're about to draw one of the cries knives. Yep. Um, Obviously, because of like the great cultural importance that that has to the Fremen, um, and so that's how we end up meeting Stilgar.
1: Stilgar, yeah. St- I I'm like I'm so bad with the names. Not only can I not pronounce them, but also I there's just yeah. too many names, and and, and they're all <laughs> swirling around my head, and I and yeah. I can't I cannot pick them out. I I know there's a guy that does this, and and then. uh, when you say the name, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the that's that that guy. Yep,
0: it's okay. We we help each other out. That's why I'm the host, buddy.
1: It's true. You Thank know? God you're the host. If I was the host, <laughs> it would be a a nightmare.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much. I mean, we also meet, uh, We get to see in person Duncan Idaho, which is, is a yes. part of this exchange. Which I mean, talk about names. What a fucking that's, name, right? That's, Duncan that's Idaho. Of, uh,
1: that that's that sounds like an out of place name in the Dune universe.
0: Duncan Idaho. I don't know if people say Duneverse, but I like that you did that. That was cool.
1: Well, if if it has not been coined until today, uh you're welcome.
0: Going forward, everyone should refer to
1: to the Dune Universe as the Dune universe.
0: Perfect. I speak it into existence. Duncan, Idaho. (laughs) Duncan, Idaho is a weird one. I mean, the first time I even read the name is, like, the first or second chapter, and I, I look over at my girlfriend, and I'm like, this dude's name is Duncan Idaho. Like, yeah. Because I just think the name Duncan is funny anyways. I say that all the time. Well, yeah, we, we know a Duncan. We do. We, we, we have I history wanna... with a Duncan. <laughs> we do. I don't know if I want to speak ill of Duncan. That might be willing something else into the universe. Not the Dune universe. The I universe just said we have history I don't Duncan. know if I'm comfortable...
1: It's okay, okay, but okay. and
0: I'm just mentioning that it's.
1: What if okay? So like, not Since, all since some of these pronunciations are a little bit different, like how are we sure that it's that it's pronounced Duncan? Maybe it's Duncan. We're not Duncan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Duncan.
1: Duncan. Yeah. I mean, it, I think that's more it, likely.
0: Id a-o? Uh, oh. Duncan Idaho. I don't know. I don't know how else I'd pronounce Duncan Idaho. Yeah. But then I mean that's like a Mapes Mopez kind of thing. I can't do that. He's it done is, that I, yeah. know. I mean for, know? It's like, yeah. I know. You gotta I pick know. one pronunciation um, and stick with it. That's what I gotta do. I gotta keep reminding myself how I pronounce things too. And I I try and think of like, you know, how does this person talk? What's their voice sound like? Sometimes yeah. I just like stare at the page for I don't know. It's tough for me to to picture a lot of this. But yeah
1: um same and then i always go back and i'm like what do they, what, what do i think they look like again yeah
0: and then but I, like... I really try and drill it into my brain i mean i i think people read differently but largely in like two camps and you know i mean i as i read like i really try and have like this uh image of the character and their voice and I kind of try and like think about it as a movie scene as I'm reading it yeah same but it's kind of hard to do because it's all you know flowy and weird and reading is strange
1: yeah and then also I mean as far um, as the characters go you know often there are people that I know or that I've seen before that would that will I'll, I'll think of them as soon as the, the character uh pops up in the story and from then on that's how I picture them
0: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, You know what's kind of funny? Uh, Gurney Halleck, I have a pretty, I think, like strong personal mental image of him at this point, especially considering like the gross scar that they keep saying, and he's like really ugly. I'll tell you who I think it is. I'll
1: tell you who I think it is uh, after you tell me.
0: Okay, well, I I wasn't going to say a person that I think it is. I, I was going to say, I, I looked up what a ballast set was that instrument that he's playing. Yes. Because I honestly wasn't positive if it was a real obscure instrument or if it was a Duniverse instrument. And it turns out it's just in the Duniverse. Okay. Um,
1: I picture it as a I small search, guitar, like a small. Yeah, I guess.
0: Um, Anyways, this is all just to say that uh, when I searched that, there's an image of Patrick Stewart holding this ballast set, And I'm like, oh, Patrick Stewart plays fucking Gurney Halleck in the Dune movie? Because that's not who I picture at no all. No way. That's all no. I was trying to get to. i was no, like, that's- Patrick Stewart is way too poised and charming and affable yeah that's gurney's gross Gurney gurney's is, a gross man
1: again and again they mentioned ju- just how disgusting he is and how deformed yeah. he is, you know like yeah so who, I, who do you
0: who do you picture i
1: imagine um kind of a less fucked up version of mad Eye moody
0: yeah from harry yeah Potter. that's that's fair no that's totally fair I can I can see that. Less fucked up. That's nice. Yeah, I mean... Really, that's nice of you.
1: Mad-Eye Moody is pretty fucked, so...
0: I know. I mean, they... I guess Gurney doesn't have a weird-ass eye patch, rolling eye, whatever. No, so. Yeah,
1: just mine is that Just a
0: horrible scar deformity. Yeah. What are we talking about? The Fremen.
1: Yes, yes, the Fremen, yes. Fremen.
0: Um... I don't know. What what do you uh what do you make of the Stilgar character?
1: Um, I mean that that scene was another very tense one and obviously we know what the Chris knife is and they yeah. do not yet. Um and then the revelation that oh, if if you were to see it you you cannot leave Ericus. You you have to get our permission to leave. That's like that's a really crazy uh tradition, you know. That's that's yeah. And um I think that's another example of just the Duke handling things well and he is being very diplomatic. Um despite maybe Stilgar being tense and you know definitely uh notably volatile at times. Um
0: yeah, yeah. Right. Very blunt and rough.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he handles the that...
0: Stilgar fellow.
1: Yeah. He, he handles that well, and, and, I mean, he's just interested in, in the the leverage he can gain by having the Fremen behind him, you know, just to deal with the... Uh, right. ...the Harkonnen um, problem. Yeah, he, he knows
0: that he needs uh, an army to f- face off. Oh, that's what I thought was interesting. There's two things you made me think of. One... Um, cause the, the Harkonnen plan, part of it is that the like Emperor's Royal Guards, the Car, mm. are going to show up and pretty much kill everyone. And apparently they're like, you know, renowned for their fighting abilities, but they're going to be disguised as Harkonnen troops. Um, and the Atreides know about that too, you know, and the Duke talk about that, that the reason that they know they need, like, however many battalions of extra Fremen soldiers is they're like, well, we're expecting this many of the, you know, empire's soldiers. And, um, so that was another point where, oh, like they really, really know what's happening. Like I thought maybe, They know a bit, but then some of it would be wrong. But so far, it seems like they're right on the money. Um, Yeah. But then, too, with the the Cry's Knife, that uh, there's like a million Dune Dollars bounty on it by the Harkonnens because if you were to have such a dagger... And blue on blue eyes. No Fremen would like question that you were one of their own people. Mm. And they recognize that and are worried about this Peter fellow, the Harkonnen's Mentat assassin, yes, who has the blue on blue eyes, that he could infiltrate I guess the Fremen camps or villages Mm. just by having the cries knife and i guess um i don't know turn them on the duke or make it so the duke doesn't get them as soldiers or
1: i mean he could even infiltrate the the house itself if if they if if he gets close enough to to the uh you know power at the top
0: yeah yeah um so yeah, not just just a lot of interconnectivity there. That um, feels like there's just a lot of you know payoff for uh, closer reading and and focus. Yeah, that I absolutely. Appreciate.
1: Yeah, it's it's um, there's so so much that's kind of at play right now that it's it's like we're definitely not going to cover all of it because there's it's like it's just too much to. Like we said last time, it's like. <laughs> it's like for, for me at least if i remember something then i'll even if it's five episodes from now i'll go back and it'll be interesting just to, to see how many little little nuggets we are uh, left with in these chapters that we'll come back to and will be referenced again or we'll will we'll build to uh, to bigger developments later on because it feels like they are laying the groundwork for uh a big a big old battle
0: totally um which, you know, feels like it could happen, you know, next chapter or twenty chapters from now, I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, um yeah, I think I think the last big thing I mean I'm I, I may be missing a lot, but uh just the fucking seeing um a sandworm and going yeah, to one I, of I those, to jump there too. One of those spice factories. Uh yeah. That that you know, I mean, we, we we were talking about how how much we wanted to finally see one, and um, just like the imagery and and just the the kind of detailing of uh, just how brutal and uh, just like devouring these creatures are is is insane. But then also how desperate the fremen are to to maintain the spice and that they would yeah. die for you know just producing this that it it, yeah yeah that that was that was kind of uh shocking at least um
0: totally i mean they're they're grateful but um it it's like they're they're grateful that they have their lives but they're also almost kind of like pissed that they didn't just stay and die yeah like they they really care about it
1: they do. That that's much. that. That is their their life and their livelihood is is I guess harvesting this spice. And the the duke is kind of he he's he's drawing a line in the sand metaphorically and liter and uh, literally nice. um, between yep. himself and uh, Harkonnen rule and, and and that he is valuing the lives of the fremen over spice production and that is uh, yeah unheard of,
0: right? No, that's definitely a a big deal you know and something that uh dr kinds admires and recognizes as dangerous because yeah. if enough people did um you know follow him maybe there could be some thwarting of of this plan mm-hmm. uh but yeah i I think I get the whole thing in that, um, I guess the one thing I wasn't sure about is, like, I kind of thought maybe, uh, whoever the ruling family is or the governing body kind of has, like, a total control over the spice, you know, they have the equipment, apparently, and the sand crawlers and whatever, um, but it kind of seems like the the spice mining just goes on with or without. I guess like a rule, like it doesn't seem like the Duke is like okay, like I need this no. much spice mined in this much time. Like I they think kind there's, of just, um, there, there's there's too many the hands rewards. in the
1: pie with the Chome Company and right the Space Guild, like all, all these other parties that we don't really know what their investments on this are i I think it's yeah it's a little bit too complicated and and tied up in red tape to uh for for the duke to have total control over it and i mean i imagine this will make him an enemy of some of those those uh parties that have interest in spice production and um I mean, that, that'll that be, you know, he could very well gain the um, allies in the Fremen, but kind of lose these corporate entities um, that maybe, yeah. you know, don't want him doing what he's doing.
0: Yeah, that's very true. And I'm sure something that, you know, he would have considered. So it kind of feels like, um, you know, just his immediate goal in trying to get the Fremen on his side so he can try and stop what feels like this inevitable plan, you know, his priority is more on, um, saving his family than, than what his Royal duties are.
1: Yeah, it's true. And, And maybe that, maybe that will be his downfall.
0: Yeah, maybe so.
1: Another thing that is is very interesting is um what the fremen call Paul when they see paul
0: yeah the the Mahdi,
1: yeah the Mahdi um yeah. you know, i mean I, I guess he you know he fits the mold of the chosen one that they have in their mm-hmm. uh in their culture um and you know whenever they see him they kind of just it, it seems like they, they can't even help themselves but shout out. Um which which is really interesting. I mean it, it it seems like it's it's of great importance. Yeah. And um Right. The Duke even says says to Paul that if if need be he can leverage that power um for for help from the Fremen because you know, I mean he he, he can play the role if it if if that's what that that's what they think he is, then
0: right. And at that point when the Duke mentions that it's very clear that he's thinking about his own mortality yeah. and his own death. And he's kind of leaving that as like a, you know, a parting bit of wisdom. Like yep. he wants to oh, know yeah, that his son will be he knows it's coming. without
1: him. He knows it's coming.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. And, and it is interesting because I, I think in that exchange, Paul says something like, so they think I'm this, messiah and <clears throat> i think the duke just responds like well they hope you are yeah you know? or like they they want it to be true um dr kynes is very measured about it the whole time he's thinking about this prophecy and how paul seems to uh embody all those traits he fits um, the
1: mold perfectly
0: right but he's he he seems i don't know if it's not like um he considers himself so educated that like, he would have to be skeptical. Like he's clearly not like a religious fanatic or anything like that. Um, he seems to be very cunning and smart and and focused on maybe, you know, right more on the science and technology side. And so I think that keeps those inhibitions at check. And so it, I guess it does show maybe how, um, deep that prophecy might run in the culture that that even he is kind of uh flustered by it and can't help but think the whole time like you shit like is Is this this real kid
1: even the skeptic i'm also
0: plotting on killing like (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean it it, yeah that's that's uh yeah he could be somebody who defects and yeah and, and and just refuses to go through with his plans and that that could be um you know in in egg in the atreides basket there could be you know (laughs) could be something something that uh something that that they they can kind of maybe pull off this uh this fight maybe it just
0: i i get the feeling that he uh that he he like wants to do it in spite of his feelings it it just seems like he's really invested in uh almost just like taking them down a peg you know he keeps Mm. saying they're water fat or thinking it you know all this all this stuff like um he's clearly upset that uh he gets the impression that this royal family is you know condescending and think that they can order him around and that you know they just yeah. show up and don't understand Arrakis and all the you know. And then this guy is like, "Well, I live here, and you know, of course. I'm important."
1: And but I, the more time he spends with them, the 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 better yeah. the impression he gets. And uh, I mean, we'll see. It all depends on how much time the Duke has left.
0: Yeah, which is a big a big unknown, a big question, a big, mark. big old question mark. Um, uh,
1: yeah. what? What else is there that we that we missed that you can think of? Uh,
0: I mean, like you said, a lot. I mean, I, I like hearing more about kind of the geography of the planet. Um, how like there there is like this vast desert, but it's not like star wars you know where it's like well the whole planet is a desert just all of it you know it's like um it's still very thoughtfully depicted and like you know they they have this shield wall it's called but i think it's really just like a giant cliff Mm -hmm. going into a canyon and all the different um as they're like flying on the ornithopter which in and of itself is because it, it doesn't sound, it's not like a spaceship. It sounds like, uh, I, like it has wings, like a, like it's out of like a fucking Leonardo. <laughs> I don't know why can't I say that? Like a, like a Da Vinci Nook. Oh, you know? like, uh, like it's a, an airplane with mechanical bird wings is how I thought of it. Um, like that old. Like, uh, like before, people had fucking planes, and they were like, "Well, how would you make a machine that would fly?" Yeah. It seems like it's that in a weird, updated way.
1: Um, it's kind of anyways, a weird mixture so, of 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 technology and like future thinking, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, when they're up there, they they see the way that the trains varied and. Um, I think it's cool because it also just plays into how they're talking about the worms too. I'm sure that's going to be important at some point because it feels like there's gotta be a part in this book where after all this talking, like someone, probably Paul is out in the desert and there's going to be a sandworm trying to eat him. Right. Like
1: that has to happen at some
0: point. I I know it. That's what, that's what I figure. And you know, so kinds is like, well, the worms travel through the sand, but they avoid the rocks. And like you could do this and that, and like because I'm assuming they're going to have a scene that takes advantage of that. I just like reading that because it it's really organic dialogue, but it also seems like it's setting up something important for the story later. That oh yeah, just, and and Paul is you know, not even satisfied with that.
1: There. He he he, you know, thinks there must be a a, a you know a better way to uh, get away from the sand worms and you know yeah, feels like he's yeah. he's being withheld some knowledge in that uh that regard so i i, I think he'll defi- i mean he's gonna be chased by a sandworm at least once right and uh i mean so we'll we'll find out the the the, the really proper way to uh get away from one
0: well yeah i don't know i mean there's um right like we're saying there's a lot to talk about i don't know is there anything else you want to uh mention i i feel i feel pretty good
1: yeah yeah same. What we covered no i mean i i i mentioned everything i wanted to mention um you know my brain is mush so i'm sure i f- forgot a thousand things but we'll save those things for the next episode
0: yeah hopefully it'll be all about mapes
1: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like just ready to finish this uh, this book and then read the the Mapes spinoff book, <laughs>
0: the Chronicles of Mapes,
1: the Chronicles of Mapes the Great.
0: Man, all right. Um, I guess lastly, real quick, do you have any thoughts for our next upcoming five chapters?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um. I, uh, like I was saying before, just, uh, I, I think we're going to have some really cringy scenes between Jessica and the Duke and the Duke, you know, kind of treating her like she's a traitor and that's going to really hurt. It's going to really sting. Um, and I think Paul is going to be kind of torn because I think Jessica will probably confide in him about it and he'll be kind of backed into a corner. Um, and I do feel like the Duke is going to die in these next five chapters. Yeah. I I feel like he, I feel like it just, it has to happen. It's overdue already.
0: I know it's, it's definitely crescendoing. Um, yeah, I I guess I, I really like those observations. Um, especially with Paul and Jessica, the only other thing I feel like I, I really expect is um this just, like, ongoing, slow deterioration. I think when the Duke goes, it's going to be ugly, too, you know? Yeah. Like, I, he's not going to have, like, a peaceful death. I don't think, like, Paul or Jessica is going to hold him in his arms. Um, you know, I'm worried that he really is going to, like, push everyone away due to... Uh, paranoia this, this paranoia right this paranoia and stress that paul already sees building um and uh yeah i mean if he keeps going that way i mean i i guess i worry that 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 is right going to be maybe maybe that ultimate downfall you know if he if he pushes away Ha and Gurney yeah. And, oh yeah and and, um,
1: and that's really what they're what the harkonnens are are plotting is is just a total alienation from his from his team you know and the destruction of his his confidence in himself and in his allies so that is building hopefully he can he can uh r- rail against it as much as possible but um it's already there it's already there and festering
0: yeah tough stuff yeah good uh a good five chapters but tough yeah stuff. All right, cool. Um, Well, hey, you know the drill. Um, If you like stuff, then go on the internet and send out some messages on Foursquare and MySpace. Bebo. (laughs) Chat roulette. I don't know. We have a, we have our own chat roulette right
1: we do yep yep corrupt <laughs> so
0: look it all up
1: lick, lick it, it all up
0: <laughs> I I look forward to discussing the next five chapters where the Duke will assuredly a hundred percent die so <laughs> let let's get to it
1: let's get to it let's get to this death all right talk to you next time until until then keep it keep it keep it dry (laughs) keep it dry baby